Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I feel like I'm constantly reminding myself that we are all carrying around different stressors, big and small. But when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And naturally, that can start to affect everything else around us, too. Therapy can be a safe place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. I know that therapy isn't for everyone, but it definitely has benefited me in the past with learning how to sit with my feelings, set boundaries with people, and I don't know, learn how to function with a little less shame. But if you are thinking of starting therapy and access has been hard for you, maybe better help is the right fit. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. You can get it off your chest with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash make your bed today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash make your bed. Good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. Today we are talking about current events, so listener discretion is advised. I'm not going to lie, before recently, I had no idea what the hag was. So if you're like me, let's do a quick crash course. The Hague refers to both a city and a region in the Netherlands. As one of the major cities in the country, it serves as a seat of the Dutch government. It houses the parliament, the prime minister's office, and the monarch's workplace. My comparison was the Washington, D.C. of the Netherlands. But The Hague is best known for hosting various international organizations and courts. And one of the most notable international institutions based in The Hague is the International Court of Justice, the ICJ, and that is the principal judicial organ of the United Nations. The International Court of Justice, or the ICJ, is responsible for settling legal disputes between states, and it provides advisory opinions on legal questions referred to by the UN General Assembly, the UN Security Council, or other specialized agencies. The Hague itself is also home to the ICC, or the International Criminal Court, which prosecutes individuals for the most serious international crimes, like genocide, war crimes, and crimes against humanity. It's responsible for upholding international diplomacy and law and humanity. And evidently, a hearing a couple Fridays ago concluded two days of arguments in a case brought by South Africa against Israel's treatment of Palestinians. The case is being heard before the United Nations International Court of Justice in The Hague. The court's 15 judges were joined by one judge, each from South Africa and Israel. And in nearly three hours of testimony, lawyers and experts on behalf of South Africa presented evidence 
arguing that Israel's three-month-long military campaign in Gaza has gone beyond a war with Hamas. South African lawyer Adila Hassim said to the court, The level of Israel's killing is so extensive that nowhere is safe in Gaza. As I stand before you today, 23,210 Palestinians have been killed by Israeli forces during the sustained attacks over the last three months, at least 70% of whom are believed to be women and children. Hasim continued, saying that Israeli military dropped 6,000 bombs a week on Gaza in the first three weeks of its campaign and dropped 2,000-pound bombs onto areas declared safe by Israel, including the refugee camps. As a result, more than 1,800 families in Gaza have lost multiple family members, and 85% of all Gazans have been forced to flee their homes. This killing is nothing short of a destruction on Palestinian life, Hasim said. It is inflicted deliberately. No one is spared, not even newborn babies. The scale of Palestinian child killings in Gaza is such that UN chiefs have described it as a graveyard for children. South Africa's delegation insisted that genocidal intent is shown, not only by the way Israel has launched its military campaigns, but by comments from leaders such as the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. In late October, in an address to Israeli forces, invoked the story of Amalek, a figure in the Hebrew Bible who tried to destroy the Jewish people. This refers to the biblical command by God to Saul of a retaliatory destruction of an entire group of people, which South African legal scholars argue that that was simply a justification for genocide. Israeli lawyer Tal Becker argues that if Hamas surrenders and releases hostages, Israel's hostilities against the group would end. The Israeli presentation acknowledged the suffering of civilians in Gaza, but argued it had no genocidal intent. In fact, they argued that the civilian toll is the consequence of Hamas's practice of waging war among non-combatants. By acknowledging that they are participating in the mass destruction of citizens in Gaza, but refusing to call it a genocide, it leaves the ruling to the court. But a ruling might not come for years. On Thursday, South Africa devoted much of the three-hour testimony to persuading the court to issue a provisional ruling, similar to an emergency injunction, whereby the court could direct Israel to stop its military campaign in Gaza and allow more aid to reach Palestinian people. And any such provisional ruling could come within weeks, but it is unclear whether Israel would follow the ruling. In research of International Court of Justice provisional rulings over the years, legal scholar Matei Alexiano has found that the states comply with rulings in just half of all provisional rulings, though he points out there are indirect effects that matter. And I'll quote, They declare certain values of the international order. It is valuable for other states and the world community in general to have those values and those obligations reaffirmed in the long term. Basically, when a state refuses to comply with provisional rulings from the court, it reminds the rest of the world which side of the international order they're on, and it can have long-term consequences for that state. South Africa's lawyer Adila Hassim said, Every day there is mounting irreparable loss of life, property, dignity, and humanity for the Palestinian people. And at the conclusion of the proceedings on Friday, Judge Donahue promised the panel would rule on provisional measures as soon as possible. And like I mentioned before, 
If the court does decide in favor of imposing measures, it will be up to the judges what they may look like. However, there really aren't many mechanisms to enforce those rulings. But ideally, it will cause the court to look at the bigger picture of genocide and bring valuable attention to other countries' stances in all of this. For instance, when South Africa applied to the court in December, they garnered the support of many countries sympathetic to the plight of Palestinians, including places like Turkey and Jordan and Bolivia. But places like the US and Canada have dismissed this as meritless. But it doesn't mean all hope is lost. In fact, South Africa's legal case does have global support. And according to South Africa's finance minister, Enoch Gotagwana, South Africa has not done anything unusual by going to an institution which has been established by the UN for dispute settlements between nations. And we're following the rule of law and legal principles in this regard. So of course, supporters of Israel, including the UK, will say our application is nonsense. But there is global support for our view that our case was substantial and we argued it. I want to clarify that throughout these hearings, South Africa reiterated and agreed that Israel did need to respond to the October 7th Hamas attacks. But the argument that the response was disproportionate and has caused way too many civilian casualties is undeniable. So I brought up this case because it is monumental and important and huge and historic, but I also brought it up so that we could voice our own support. In Chicago, they are holding different votes and councils to see their stance on the ceasefire. I've already spoken to my alderman who is in full support, and if you're local, I encourage you to do the same. But it isn't just Chicago. In fact, right after the hearing, in the Senate, Bernie Sanders moved forward on a privileged resolution that will force a vote on whether to order the State Department to investigate whether Israel is committing human rights violations with U.S. weapons. After 30 days, Congress can then vote to block the weapons transfers. And as far as my research could tell, this is the first time this has ever been tried. Keep paying attention, keep calling for a ceasefire, and keep communicating with your politicians if you can. Either way, I love you so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Bye, beautiful. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 